Mexicans called it a day, while Mexican-Americans and basically just general Americans celebrated Cinco de Mayo. We had the French presidential candidate get the big win going to Emmanuel Macron, and Nicki Minaj is paying off some people's student loans, probably not yours. These stories and more cover the past weekend, so we have the Daily Recap Podcast for today, which is May the 8th, 2017. And welcome to the Daily Recap Podcast for This Is The Conversation.com. And this one is kind of a misnomer because it's a three day, a weekender recap because uh, we covered everything from Friday all the way to early this morning, our first tweet for the morning here. So we have plenty of tweets to get into. So this Monday edition is always a little bit longer because we have three days, although we don't quite uh, conversate as much. We don't go as much on the social media and send as many posts as we do over the weekend, but it is three full days and whatever pops up that's fairly significant. We try to make sure we drop them down there so we can talk about them on this Monday morning. Make sure you stop by our website, this is the conversation.com for plenty of fun things at our website, including a chance to join up for the survey uh, panel uh, where you can get a chance to get paid for your opinions. Just like you talk about the conversations we have on the popular things going on, trending topics, you should say, uh, you can also get a chance to get paid for opinions on various topics from various brands and various other people looking for your information. That is simple. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel and apply today. Now, let's get started. We have a long list of things, starting with Friday, uh, which was the 5th, all the way to this morning, the first tweet for the 8th of May. And the 5th of May, of course, is Cinco de Mayo, and Mexican-Americans celebrated that anniversary, the Battle of Pueblo, um, but they don't really do make a big party of it like we do here in America. We just use it as a chance to drink uh, drink beer and eat tacos. So Cinco de Mayo, of course, happened on Friday. Also happened on Friday. Our very first tweet of the day was actually a tweet about two dead in a cargo plane crash that happened in Charleston, West Virginia at the Yeager Airport. I'm still looking for the details on getting a full investigation into that crash. We should hopefully have full details in the next couple of days. North Korea came out with some claims, and Kim Jong-il came out triumphant from the claims uh, that the U.S. had a biochemical plot to kill Kim Jong-il. And it's uh, Kim Jong-un, I'm sorry, Kim Jong-il, already dead. Uh, And, well, the whole thing is kind of confusing. It was all sorts of things, talking about radioactive isotopes and blah, 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 blah. Essentially, more saber-rattling for the North Koreans as they're trying to uh, prop themselves up as a actual major player and big big power in in the national scene when essentially they can't get a rocket to fire off and blow up in the right place which is kind of going to not work works out so well for that massive military action that they keep saying they're going to do if they can't even get the rockets to work right. ISIS is doing some more marketing and trying to get their jihadis to do more the way of coming to the United States or ones that are in the United States to buy weapons at U.S. gun shows, which is a issue with many people because of the kind of loopholes that allow people to buy weapons at gun shows. Uh, they say uh, jihadis can come in and get their weapons much easier and without without as much clearance needed at a gun show. So that's one strike against the gun show sales. They also are saying they should be doing more kidnapping and hostage taking in those situations for more bang for the buck, if you could say. The Justice Department opened a criminal investigation over the weekend into Uber and their use of questionable software. Now, this is software they use to help cheat regulations and cheat the system. Uber has already had plenty of issues with how business is done, including the fact that how business is done is a bit to the fact that it's um, a bit like a tyrannical nature of the business. 
Now, the CEO may seem like just a regular frat bro, but the way things actually work make these things happen, make the, the whole thing make money and make a big message for the people that put money into it is things have to work out well. And so far, Uber's making things happen by basically paying off local governments, in a sense. I mean, they're not doing that. They have some software that, get, that cheats around some of the regulations as well, uh, paying for favoritism and, of course, um, overpaying in some places while underpaying some of the drivers. And, of course, the culture inside of itself that kind of makes it not exactly the most chummiest place in the world, even though, like we said, the CEO uh, seems like a regular bro. That's how that works out. College Signing Day happened on Friday. Now, this is not the big signing day you see for sports. Uh, this is a something that was essentially made up by um, by former vice former first lady, almost called a vice president, former first lady Michelle Obama to celebrate kids getting in college, just like the athletes can celebrate getting into their signings. So the day that most nation uh, schools actually send out the letters to get their official signings for your college assignments is a day they're calling National Signing Day. And many uh, celebrities uh, marked that great occasion. Oddly enough, we had a chance to tweet to last year's White House website when they talked about it. Not this year's White House website, because Trump don't care about no signing day. The White House did mark some unusual moves on the weekend. Uh, before the weekend, they fired the chief usher, Angela Reed. Now, the chief usher uh, goes back to the days where there really was people who showed up and ushered them from the front door to the offices in the White House. Uh, that job is a long-standing position, a long-held position, and the last person held it for about 20 years. The guy before him held, uh, held it to retired. He held it about 20 years as well. He retired. The person that left the job to give... Um, misread the job left to become a different uh join president obama's cabinet so after 20 years of serving that he went to join and get a bigger position opening this up that was the first african-american to hold the job miss reed was the first african-american female to hold the job maybe at least first female at all to hold the job as well and she was fired pretty much unceremoniously uh, the people came to work on thursday and found out she was gone she was uh, replaced by someone in the trump um trump family no names were released when the report came out early last week, so I've not updated to check to see if a name has been released. Uh, that's a kind of a job that, unless you're a Washington insider, you probably don't even know or care who the usher is to the White House, but this is the person that lets people in and out. There have been a lot of talk from people on both sides, actually, about this isn't exactly fair game. While Mr. Trump is known for being the you're fired guy on TV, that's not exactly how it works in D.C., and not exactly how it works in the government, especially for these long-term sort of non-political jobs that are just people doing their jobs. We'll see if there's going to be any resolution on that, but for the moment, um, there's a new usher in town, and his name is not Angela Reed. Now, this is a story that's already uh, taking the lead for the top story for this week's weekly uh, wrap-up, and it's only it only came out on Friday. This is only Monday here. Sarah Huckabee Sanders filled in uh, for Sean Spicer on uh, Friday for the White House press briefing, and she took a beating. Not that she necessarily didn't handle herself well or as well as Sean Spicer, but it was pretty big deal that that Sean Spicer, who was on vacation, uh, let Sarah Sanders Huckabee, a person that I know not so much personally but have dealt with here in Arkansas as she is the daughter of former Governor Mike Huckabee and former presidential candidate, by the way. She's a very accomplished person and has a apparently doing a great job in her White House and was able to survive a couple days. She also uh, is filling in today, I believe, for for Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer, I think, back in the saddle on um, tomorrow, on Tuesday, as this thing's being recorded. 
Mark Green, who was Donald Trump's second prospective Army Secretary withdraw, withdrew from his consideration after some anti-LGBT comments were released from some things he said a few years ago, which is how these things go. Things that you say way back when come back to haunt you at some point in time. So, kids, here's a little reminder. If you ever want to run for president or be something really high office, either be really, really, really crazy like Donald Trump or make sure that all your dirt stays buried forever. Or don't make any dirt. That's one way to do that. Try to do all the great things you can and not so many bad things. And you won't have to worry about bad things coming up. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 opened up on Thursday to $17 million in the box office, or your early box office. Over the weekend, they grossed uh, like it's like the second highest Marvel release in a long time. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that is, uh, going to make a lot of money. People were a little worried of it the first go-around because this was a storyline, and these were characters not so much familiar with the Marvel Universe, such as Spider-Man or Captain America or Thor or the Hulk. They weren't the um, the primetime players, per se. And, in fact, the lineup they used for the actual movie is kind of a, uh, kind of a mashup of some of the lesser-known people together in itself. So with Volume 2, it becomes an even larger team-up, and, of course, with the whole battle with Thanos coming up for Infinity War, they uh, essentially are on the front line of this whole thing here. It answers a bunch of questions that were left in the first movie. And, of course, there is talk of a Volume 3, even if the Marvel big cinematic universe plan does not go past Volume 3. And if you hear the rumors, they are pretty crazy. And the rumors are mostly being put out by director James Gunn, who wants you to think it'll be pretty crazy. Now, the creator of The Fidget Spinner is a lady from Florida. She created it about 20 years ago. She created something. I've had a prototype. Uh, but she could not keep up with the patent, and in 2005, let it lapse. Yes, 2005. That was about 12 years ago. Now the fidget spinner in its current incarnation, incarnation, incantation, current setup, the current way it is now, uh, is all over the world, and people can't keep up with them. They can't keep the man in them. And because she didn't keep the patent, which would have cost her $400 way back when, she's barely making ends meet. She's a 65-year-old lady who, um, you know, is trying to do her best in Florida. So that's just kind of a story, another cautionary tale for people getting into any sort of business, any sort of invention. These things normally don't really pan out as well as you think, even though George Foreman's on TV telling you that you can get your patent make it work. You've got to get a little bit of luck, and a lot of it is timing. And she was obviously 12 years off when she lost her patent from making this thing work out. Always Dreaming wins the 2017 Kentucky Derby. That was an amazing race. So now Always Dreaming will have a bullseye on his back as everybody is going to watch to see if he's going to be another chance to get a triple crown. That's a very important and very near impossible. It happens not too often. We'll see how that works out. Over the weekend, an 85-year-old man climbing Everest uh, died during his attempt. Now, he made this attempt because he wanted to uh, break a record. He had a record for being the oldest person to climb Everest. It had been broken uh, in the past couple of years. So since he's now older than that age, he made one more shot to break the record. And he was obviously unsuccessful as he died at base camp well before reaching the summit of the Everest. Stop me if you've heard this one before. A presidential campaign has been hacked. That was the uh, claim by presidential candidate in France, Emmanuel Macron, who uh, said they were hacked earlier in the season. 
and they just now, of course, found out about it after some due diligence. Uh, they dealt with some of the blowback and some of the uh, fireworks from it saying such uh, because the election, of course, was going to be just days away. Uh, we'll talk more about Macron and Le Pen in just a bit as we get to the election going on from backwards and forwards. Now, ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN are refusing to air the the Trump advertisement that he's running for his re-election campaign. Yes, his re-election campaign, the one that says all the great things that Trump has done that you probably saw for a few days, uh, mostly bought through local cable channels and local TV channels. Well, the networks are not going to run it in their actual main inventory because, A, it's not political season, and B, they're not very happy with Trump. So they can do that it's oddly enough it's okay to not accept money that isn't great money even if it's sort of kind of weird money over the weekend we got this news and this was a great story a uh, a 72 year old grandmother graduated from tennessee state university now 55 years after leaving school to marry another grad and go off and raise kids and have a great family moving around uh she decided she needed to go finish this one thing and she did. Congratulations to this great lady who got that degree even after a 50-year, 55-year layoff because education, even at a later age, is very important. Jared Kushner's sister is accused of selling U.S. visas. Now, there's a program that for a $500,000 investment allows people to get U.S. visas. And this targets people, oddly enough, in Southeast Asia and China. So a lot of these people get their visas because they pay this money into this program, and it essentially puts them ahead of the line and gets them that special attention. Uh, this is a bad thing because uh, Jared Kushner, of course, is a special advisor to President Donald Trump, and because there's a whole lot of yakety yak about American first, America by American, stuff like that. So if we are allowing immigrations to go, not so much illegally, but literally bribes into the country, and we're talking about the immigrants who we need to kick out, it becomes a double standard. It becomes a very bad look. Kentucky fans had a few days to react to the stadium change, or not so much change to the stadium, but the name change to their football stadium. Commonwealth Stadium is now known as Kroger Field because college football stadiums are selling naming rights because it's money, and some people are freaking out, which is kind of odd because Kentucky football really isn't that good. It's not Kentucky basketball, and they play at Yum Brands Field, by the way. Yum Brands, um, yep, they play at Yum Brands um, Stadium. And, of course, uh, the Kentucky Derby, which is, of course, sponsored by Yum Brands itself. Uh, but the football field, apparently, it's holy ground for people who don't really follow football in Kentucky. Kentucky is not football country. It's horse country. It's basketball country, not football. ESPN canceled a long-running sports reporter just thir- just shy of 30 years on the air. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth about why it got canceled. Um, it's being replaced by a new E60, uh, a new more documentary-style program that will be hosted by Bob Lee. So more time for Bob Lee is always a good thing. But there's been talk behind the scenes that the current host of, or the final host, of the sports reporters, that be Mike Lupica, the long-standing um, columnist who's been on the show for a big, long stretch of time, it's apparently, you know, having the same issues that Tommy Lauren had, not playing well with the crew, not playing well with staff and just kind of being a jerk. Uh, as he took over after um, the death of John Saunders, of course, John Saunders took over after the death of Dick Shap. And uh, those two uh, guys are basically legends. They're, you know, their ghosts are lauding the halls of ESPN. 
and would wonder what they would think about what's going on with a the mass firings, b the end of the sports reporters, and maybe that's also part of the the getting rid of more talent on the air as well. Steven Seagal has been banned from the Ukraine because him being good friends with Russia and President Putin is a security threat to the Ukrainians. That's all we have to say about that. Okay, Le Pen, Macron. Sunday was big election day, and French the pre- French presidential election went to Macron. That's Emmanuel Macron is now your president or president-elect of the... Um, the whatever the the United States of Paris of France whatever they call it of of France he is the president of France and he came in with a bit of hope but also some people that that think that even though if he is sort of more or less the business candidate the candidate for business and not for nationalism you know he can't he's not magic so he's will have to do some work with the business people and he wants to make sure that they come together for one France as uh, Le Pen was kind of doing the sort of the Trump kind of the divide and conquer thing to make her way into power. So uh, Macron got his tweet from President Trump saying, congratulations, we'll see how well he works. And the ripple effect from this is that now more nations in the EU are looking at backing away from their current stances of trying to get out of the EU and basically kill it. Uh, the uh, Brexit type of vote for France will probably be canceled and other states are trying to do the same thing. Get back out of their Brexit type things and kind of keep the EU as the EU. John Daly, a golfer from right here in Arkansas, held on to win his first PGA Tour championship title. Yes, John Daly has been golfing for about 30 years and has not won an actual title. He gets all the pub for just being a crazy guy he wears the funny pants. He smokes on the course. He does everything he can to just be himself. and makes plenty of money just showing up. This time he made a good chunk of money for winning a tournament championship. So congratulations to my man, John Daly. An unmanned U.S. Air Force space plane landed this weekend after a secret two-year mission. So this thing's been flying around for two years in space. You may remember seeing pictures of it two years ago when they were talking about space plane that you that the air force is working on they put it in orbit and it hasn't been back for two years we'll see what exactly or maybe not since it was secret uh what exactly came about from the mission and finally our very first tweet for the morning was sally yates she is going to uh talk before congress today talk for the senate specifically testifying about uh the michael flynn stuff how they kind of pegged out michael flynn and he in his endeavors with the russians early on and then how she ended up getting fired for for the president by not going along with his travel ban this is more a general flynn issue but the, the whole thing is kind of contingents on you know one part being part of the other maybe she was bringing up um things that that really the president didn't want brought up and because of that the travel ban was a good excuse to get rid of her however those types of of uh, those types of positions are actually replaced fairly often. What the standard for going is, if you don't like what the president's doing, you resign. That's how you make your your statement, as opposed to opposing exactly what is said. We'll see how this all comes about as Sally Yates does her testimony today. That is our wrap-up uh, for three days. So our check-in recap for three days' worth of stories here from This Is The Conversation. Find us online all over the place. On social media, we are at Twitter at TH underscore conversation. This Is The Conversation is where you can find us via Facebook and online. Our home website, 
this is the conversation.com. Stop by our website and check us out. See what we have going on. And of course, sign up for this survey advisory panel. Just go to this is the conversation.com slash survey panel and get yourself in. Maybe we can get you paid for some really, really great stuff. Your opinions works just like that. So check it out and make sure you check us out for more great conversations all week long. And of course, the big weekly uh, wrap up, we'll go through the top 10 of the week, which right now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is in the big running for the first spot at this moment, already uh, coming out of the gates pretty uh, pretty heavy. We'll see what actually takes that top spot and some other things that were important. we come back all week long for the daily recaps and this weekend for the weekend wrap-up. Thank you so much. If you want to see more about my other projects, check out jclintonpain.net and stop by for another podcast. Stop by the website, of course, but we have another podcast. We wrap up the whole day again from This is the Conversation.